Welcome to Word of Freedom Podcast, everybody. My name is Mary, and this is my Mr. Wonderful Husband, Christopher. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Oh, I'm going to open us some prayer, okay? Okay. Father God, thank you so much for this time. Lord, we ask that you come and guide us and direct us and teach us. I thank you, God, that your word is mighty and powerful. I thank you, Lord, that you are who you say you are and that you do what you say you do. And I thank you that as we come together, that your word will speak to all of us as you have declared for it to do, to correct and train, rebuke and teach us for the mighty works that you have set before us. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 So guys, we are almost ready to wrap this amazing saga of Ephesians chapter 6, the full armor of God. We left off last time with the helmet of salvation, Ephesians Mm -hmm. 6.17a, the first half of that one verse. Do you have that verse handy? Uh, I actually have it kind of open in the complete Jewish Bible. Oh, hey, we haven't read it. Not yet. Go ahead and read it. So 17, and take the helmet of deliverance along with a sword given by the spirit. That is the word of God. Amen. So New King James says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So Mm -hmm. last time we talked about the helmet of salvation, taking every thought captive, Mm -hmm. what that looked like. And now we are getting into the first, um, I think it's like the first official piece of offensive armor that we have. Yeah. It's the first piece. I'm not going to say it's the last piece. <laughs> Y'all got to hang around. There's there's more to come. This is the sword of the spirit. Yes. And we kind of did a whole lot of looking around in preparation for this one. We didn't come into this one empty handed, guys. We're, we're kind of... <laughs> Wow, that was like a dad pun that I didn't even intend, right? <laughs> sword in your, your hand. hand. Yeah. yeah okay, uh-huh. for but we want to really just dive into the scriptures and see mm-hmm. what the word of God says. Well, about the word of God. Yeah. And I, I would like to just point out something real quick. Now, along with um, in the complete Jewish Bible, how it says, along with the sword given by the spirit. That is... The word of God. Amen. That's kind of one of the big things is this is something that we receive from Holy Spirit. Yes. We see that very blatantly, uh, Paul writes that it is the word of God. But let's go to Hebrews. Let's let's start off there. Okay. okay? Let's go to Hebrews 12. Excuse me. Hebrews 4.12. It's a race who can get there first. Hebrews 4 verse 12. Go for it. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So it says that the word of God is and is being described as sharper than any two-edged sword. But to take up the sword of the spirit, right? Yep. yep. Which is given by the spirit, the sword given by the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the word of God. And the word of God is living. It's yes. powerful. 
and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So how can a word cut? How can a word divide? It's active. It's alive. Yeah. And it's active. And it comes to the division of soul and spirit. This is how deep the word, the truth, the gospel of God goes. When people hear the gospel, the idea is it's not meant to bash someone over the head. It's not meant to condemn them. We stand condemned already, right? right? Our sins condemn us. But the word of God is there to convict and rightly divide soul from spirit. Mm -hmm. And this is just kind of coming to me. This spirit, I believe, is the, the sinfulness that's attached to our soul when we're born. And it's dividing that from us so that Holy Spirit could then come and reside within us. I like that, it. That just kind of came to I don't know. I what, like it. What do you think? I like it. So let's hop over. Let me get let me get to Ephesians. Let me look. I want to bounce back and forth real quick. Okay. Um, to take the helmet of salvation, to take, so this is something we're doing, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word. Hebrews, for the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. So when you think of a two-edged sword in scripture, what else comes to your mind? Well, for me, when I think of a two-edged sword, I think of going in and out and it taking it and cutting it clean because it cuts going in and it cuts coming out. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I, I don't remember who I heard it from, but they said it's a two-edged sword and the first edge is for us. David cries out in the Psalms, search my heart, O God. And yeah. see if there's any iniquity within me. Then, like Jesus says, first take the plank out of your own high. So let's do surgery. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's get that giant thing of sin out of your perspective. So then you can see clearly to remove from somebody else's perspective. Here's something I just, it's a note that I had. If the word of God is just a sword, if it's just an item, an item, no sword, no other item will be able to discern right. the thoughts and intents of the heart. Yeah. Right? And this word is to discern the thoughts and intent of our heart mm -hmm. as we look deep into scriptures. But we are also to take this word and rightly divide people's thoughts and intents of their heart. By the power of the Holy Spirit, yes. By the power of the Holy Spirit and through the word. word. Because in John 1, what became flesh? Jesus. Oh, the word became <laughs> flesh. <laughs> the word became flesh. And dwelt among <laughs> us. And, and, and some of us didn't know him. Um, so the word became flesh. Yes. The logos, the written word. We had talked about this. The written word mm -hmm. became flesh. But this word that we're seeing here, um, let's go to... Um, Let's go to 2 Corinthians 3.17. Um, actually, in, in 2 Corinthians 3, let's go back to 16. It says, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, this is the action of repentance, right? Right. The word shows us we're sinner in Romans, all sin and fallen short of the glory of God, and all need to come to repentance. But we also learn that it is the goodness of God that brings us to repentance, so if 2 Corinthians 
three sixteen says, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil, um, the law is taken away. And then it says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or there is freedom. freedom. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that is our, uh, ministries key verse right there. Right. The spirit of the Lord gives us freedom from sin. Yes. Right. Jesus came to set the captives free. Mm-hmm. And when the Holy Spirit comes into us, he is the empowerment of God living inside of us to walk out as Christ called us to. Mm-hmm. But this word here, this word for Lord in the Greek is kurios, which means Christ, the, like the Christ is Lord. It's yeah. the word given to Jesus, the Christ, as Lord, yep. right? And this word for spirit is pneuma, which is, it's spiritual. It's like a, the wind. It's the breath, breath, right? Yeah. So in Ephesians 6, 17, this word, the sort of the spirit is the breathed word of God. This It's the spirit spirit of God, right? Yes, yes. So the, that word pneuma is given to spirit the third person of the Trinity of, of God. Exactly. Right? That's what it says right here on Blue Letter Bible. Yeah. The third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit, co-equal, co-eternal with the Father and the Son. Yes. Now, the Lord Christ, right, mm-hmm. is the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm-hmm. And we take the up the sword of the spirit of mm-hmm. Jesus, the mm-hmm. spirit of God, the Holy, Holy spirit, spirit, the spirit of God, the father that Jesus says yep. he will, the father will send the spirit, mm-hmm. his Holy spirit. This shows even more to me, even more that father, son, and Holy spirit are one. Yes. God. Yes. Right. So it's the spoken, the breathed word of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we go to 2 Timothy 3.16, it says that all scripture in some, in, in, in this, I'm going to go there so I don't get this wrong. Okay. So 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for the instruction in righteousness, and verse 17, that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work. So real quick, look at this. It says that so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped. What are we doing in Ephesians? We are showing how we are equipped. Exactly. Paul is writing out how we are equipped. And how we are dressed, how we are putting on the full armor of God. Of God. Of God. So we are basically, like we said in the very beginning, putting on Christ. Yes. Because you said Jesus is our armor. So all scripture is breathed. Now, some scriptures say um, like this in in, uh, New King James, it says is given by inspiration. So in some translations, this verse in 2 Timothy 3.16, this word for. um, Oh, yeah. Right here. 
All scripture is given by inspiration of God. This given by inspiration, this is the only time in, in the New Testament that this word is given. So we've got to really give it a lot of attention because we don't have anything else to uh, reconcile it to or with any other translations, right? It's right. just a standalone word. So we need to look at it. It says it's inspired by God, but we give it, we look down here in the Strong's definition. And it says that it's divinely breathed in, given by inspiration of God. So this is divinely breathed in the pneuma, the spirit of God, mm-hmm. the word, the spirit, the, the breathed word of God, right? Right. Which is also coming in the physical form to us as the written word of God. Right. But we have to remember we get both sides of this. We do. We do. You know, there it says inspiration. And in the complete Jewish Bible, it says all scripture is God breathed, as you were saying there, just like the Mm -hmm. NIV, and is valuable for teaching the truth, convicting of sin, correcting faults, and training in right living. Thus, anyone who belongs to God may be fully equipped for every good work. Anyone who belongs to God. Right. But I want to look. This scripture is breathed by God. Mm-hmm. So it is the word. The The word is what our sword is. Yes. I mean, if we look to, um, I want to, there's a couple directions I want to go. One's in the beginning of the book and one's in the end of the book. Right. Let's do the front. Okay. So let's go to Genesis chapter two. Uh-huh. And this is uh, in the moments of creation when God is creating things. I want to start in Genesis 1, verse 3. Beautiful. I mean, folks, this is amazing. Listen to this. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God spoke, and it became. Now, listen, that is the speaking of God. Now, if you go to Genesis 2, verse 7, and the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, and listen to this, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The breath of God, the Holy Spirit of God is powerful. So if all scripture is breathed by God, right, and it was the breath of God that created life within a pile of dust, <laughs> and that became Adam. Yeah. The word became flesh. Yep. But let's back it up. Right. What what came first? Well, the spirit. The spirit hovered over the waters. Yes, yeah, so Genesis 1. And then God spoke and the word went forth mm-hmm. and did what it was declared to do. Come on. And then in John, the word becomes flesh. flesh and the flesh dwelt among man. Amen. The living word dwelt among men. When Jesus went into the wilderness, he was the word. Yep. And he spoke the word. Amen. Let's go there. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Luke. Luke. Luke Luke, four. Luke Luke chapter four. This is where Jesus is going into the wilderness. Uh Uh-huh. And he is, I love this because Jesus gets baptized by John the Baptist. And when he comes up, it says that the Holy Spirit descended from heaven. The heavens opened and the Spirit descended on him. 
and yeah. rested on him. Jesus is now once again reunited with the Holy Spirit. And what's the first thing the Spirit does? Leads him into the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boy, let's go. You got some work to do. We got to crucify that thing that you're sitting in, that, that thing called your flesh. So, and it says it drove him there for a purpose, drove yeah. him into the wilderness to do what? Not just says, a fast. No, it says he was led by the spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. Yes. So there was God a purpose. had a purpose. Yeah. I believe he was brought into the wilderness, right? No food. Uh-huh. He fasted for 40 days by the power of the spirit. Yeah. To be tempted by the devil. Why? To defeat the devil and show the devil that he is who he says he is. Amen. And to do what God said would be done. And that is to crush him. <laughs> you will bruise and his heel, but he how will crush did he your do head. That? Yeah, exactly. And how did he do that? I love it. Because Jesus uses these words repeatedly. It is written. Yes. The devil tempts Jesus and he says to him, if you are the son of God, command the stones to become bread. What did Jesus say? It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So then the devil comes to him and says, therefore, if you, he shows him all of the nations of the world from a high mountain. He says, therefore, if you will bow down to me, If you will worship before me, all will be yours, he says in verse Mm 7. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. And now the devil's starting to catch on to what Jesus is doing. Because you see, the devil (laughs) can't refute, he he can't refute the word. Right. He has to try and twist it and manipulate it to his advantage. Mm -hmm. And that's what he does next. It says in um, Luke 9 that he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here for it is written. Mm -hmm. See how he's getting all legalistic? He shall give charge over his angels over you to keep you. And in another place, it's written... In their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. But Jesus, I love this, this next part. Jesus answered and said to him. (laughs) It has been said. Said. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Okay, so now I can feel this. Said. There's this tension in the air. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought you said it was all, it was written, it it was written, it was written. Or is it spoken? So let's look to Matthew. In Matthew chapter four, verse seven, this is Matthew's account. The devil says the same things. And Jesus says to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. It's written and it has been spoken. <laughs> well, yeah, God has to speak it for it to be written. Yes. All scripture is spoken. Spoken by God through and then written by his disciples. But look, Paul says that one of our offensive weapon is what Jesus had in the wilderness. It is written. Mm-hmm. We need to know the word of God in our hearts and all that we are. And listen to this. Listen to this. 
Not only did he say, is it written, but he spoke it. And as he spoke it with the authority given to him by the spirit living within him, he spoke it and it did what it was designed to do. Amen. So I want to go to the end of the book now. Amen. In chapter 19 of, Re- of Revelation, in chapter 19, verse 15, this is um, Christ on his white horse as he is returning. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down nations. He will rule them with a staff of iron. Yeah. Because you see, the rhema is the spoken Word of God. The logos is the written, but we're seeing that this sword of the spirit is the pneuma. It's the spiritual word of God, mm-hmm. right? It is Christ himself. Because we're, we're putting on all this armor, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Which is Jesus Christ himself. Yep. And Paul says to take the helmet of salvation mm-hmm. and to take the sword of the spirit. And he tells us what that is. The word of God. Mm-hmm. We need to be in the word. We need to read the word. We need to pray the word. We need to sing the word. We need to have God explain the word. He to teaches us. the word. He does. When we, when we read in the morning, what's like the, one of the main things we ask God to do for us before we start reading? Come teach us your word. Yeah. Write it upon our hearts as you have declared you would do. Give us revelation. Yes. Show us who you are more yeah. and more so we may learn more of who we are in you. Amen. So I want you guys to listen to this. In Ephesians, we're still in Ephesians, in four, chapter four, um, Paul says this starting in verse 20. And he says, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have learned him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. And he continues on. These people in Ephesus didn't have Jesus come and minister to them. (laughs) He never went to Ephesus. Yes. He never went there. He stayed in Israel. But Paul is saying, but but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in him. Mm -hmm. That's the word of God. It's alive, it's active, and it's going forth in the believers to do the work of ministry. So once we get into his word and we pray and we form that relationship, not with just the written word, but the spoken word that he speaks to us. He teaches us. He reminds us because he loves us so much that he, he set it up so that we would be reconciled back to him as we're his inheritance. And we get to walk out on this earth, his light in the darkness. Amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
I know that we had said we were going to hopefully do this whole thing in like, I think, I think, what was the original estimation? Like four episodes or something like that? Yeah, five maybe. Yeah, five, I think. But we're making it, we are making it, ladies and gentlemen, through the armor of God. Read your Bible. You'll see it. There's one more piece of the armor of God. Because we can't do it alone. Amen. And we better not try. <laughs> we'll be running out naked. Don't want to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. We thank you. Word of Freedom Podcast.